The following is an excerpt from Kung Fu, the original series. Young Kane, trying to understand, asked his master, You are sad, master, because you took a life. Master Poe says, Yes, to save another. Young Kane gets emotional and he asks, Mayan. Master Poe nods and replies, It may someday become necessary for you to take a life, to save another, or to save many. You will feel as I do. Then you will feel sorrow, no matter how evil is the creature you slay. Welcome to Tales from the Abyss, the most unfiltered, unselfish, unapologetic, unpretentious, the greatest celebration of freedom of speech in the land of the free and the home of the brave. Tell him, Jay. Tell him, Jay. Tell him, Jay. Well, folks, it's that time again. That's right. It's time for another wonderful episode of Tales from the Abyss. I am Jay Lundgren, along with my good friend and co-host, Pablo Rojo. And tonight, ladies and gentlemen, the Indonesians are at it again. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like that's all we've been doing lately, huh? Jay, this is the closest they're going to get to doing a Tarantino. Uh, this is Tarantino-esque version of The Raid. Good movie. It's nowhere near as good as The Raid 1. But it's good. But it's, it's more of a uh, Tarantino version. And the reason why I say this is because of the characters that they add to it are like characters that, that Quentin would create. It has to be because it opens with Andy getting his head blown off. Well, that's true. Yeah, the, the, the brother of, the, of our hero. Yeah, and now Eco Wise is going fully undercover. He's just all out. Well, the reason I say that is because they're two completely different movies in my opinion. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, you yeah. know, and to me, it's kind of like Kill Bill Volume 1 and Kill Bill Volume 2. Yeah, they're, they're two completely different movies, even though they're meant to be uh, just... One follow-up to the other, but they're completely different movies. Um, you know, what makes this a more of a, uh, of a uh, for me, the, ter the full-blown Tarantino aspect of it is Julia Estelle, which plays Alicia, and then uh, Very Tree Julius Man, who plays the baseball bat uh, <laughs> guy straight out, of, uh, straight out of The Warriors. I don't think you still haven't seen that movie, so I can't talk to you about it because you won't be able to get it. Two hammers. She's supposed to be deaf in the movie and blind from one eye. I could only imagine how she got there. Who knows? <laughs> But they are uh, they are henchmen. No, they they. I mean, the, the whole aspect of how they went about it is is 
is badass, but they're over the top characters, you know, that, that you would find them in a in a some kind of a bad squad from a Quentin Tarantino Kill Bill movie. Yes, it's a long one. Whereas the first movie was like at like an hour, a tight knit hour and forty minutes or so. So you get, I mean, you're getting fifty more minutes of this, right? And I consider the raid two because not only of the length, the runtime length, but I, I consider this like a, kind of like an epic action movie because you have deeper characters. You have a more wide, sweeping, deeper plot. Um, the, our hero, Rama, from the first one, um, gets to do a lot more, I think. However, the Raid 1, the action happened all the time. The movie was nonstop. Like, it was like a freaking freight train, right? The Raid 2, because of the deeper story and more character development more plot points and plot lines and, and twists and turns, you know, that you're going to have some spots where it's not as fast moving as it once was. Yeah, no, you said it was two hours and, and 30 minutes. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah, that's what it was, I think. It was long. It, was, it, was, uh, it wasn't right up there with The Godfather or The uh, Lord of the Rings, but it was long. Lord, no, hell, I fell asleep during The Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Boy, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, this this one, unfortunately, unfortunately, you can't we can't compare it to the Lord of the Rings when it comes to the action because the action was over the top. I don't want to alienate uh, the the uh, fans of the Lord of the Rings. They're very passionate about their story. But I watched them once. I can I couldn't watch them again. Huh? I say, yeah, man, power to those fans, man. I yeah, no, I mean it's a good it's a good it's a good movie. It's just that I watched it once. It's not something that I go back to watch again for some reason. It's just too long and it doesn't captivate me like. Like I don't know those those type of movies like that. I'm more of Conan the Barbarian type of deal. I'm not big into the whole back and forward, back and forward of talking and plotting. And but they were well done. It's just not for me. But, I, I mean, I'm not a big, you know, I'm not a very big like fantasy sword and sorcery type. Yeah. The only thing I like in that kind of stuff is the first Conan movie, but uh, the original with Arnold, not that piece of shit one with Jason Momoa. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I, I own it on Blu-ray anyway, but I mean, it's everything's up there with Flash Gordon. Anyway, yeah, uh, <laughs> Flash Gordon's better. Don't, 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 don't pick on Flash Gordon. At least he's original. Like Flash Gordon. I'm just yeah. saying the, the remake of Conan with Jason Momoa is on that level. Yeah, no, that that all, all they wanted to do was uh, put a uh, you know let him with his long hair flop his long hair in the TV. It wasn't about making a good Conan movie. Yeah, that was it. That's about the movie. Yeah, yeah. That 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 was the that was the yeah that was the only good line in there. But going back to this, we have a um, he's going in and uh, he's going after Bang 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 Ung and his son Uko, which is a uh, a sleaze ball who's growing up in the mafia, but with a silver spoon in his mouth, and his daddy feels that he's not ready to be a. Uh, to be the head of the mob. So 
one thing less to another, and we have uh, this other sleaze one that walks out. He's a, I think he's a musician in real life. This uh, Alex Abad, who plays Bejo. And basically, he convinced Uko to betray everything, including killing his father. That was the point of the movie I was shocked at. Yeah, how he turned on his father because he wanted power so bad that he just said, the hell with it, I'm just going to take this, this, the old man out. And one thing led to another. They started the war with the Jakuza with... Uh, I have to say, it was one of the most impressive. I don't know if that is a... Maybe both. It's, who knows how the night scene is over there? I've never been to a place like like that. But it's just so beautiful, that restaurant slash nightclub, whatever it was. Oh, yeah, man. That was a, a great set right there. That was awesome. And let me ask you something else. They killed Yaman Ruhian, who's a legitimate, over-the-top martial artist. He's the ones that... Makes everything happen with eco wise as far as the fighting scenes. Uh, did you think in this movie that Bejo was the son of uh, Pacroso of of uh, Jahan the assassin? The the kid, not the assassin, but Pancroso. The assassin is Cisip Arif Rahman. But the homeless-looking dude. Do you think that? Because it, it, it's like I don't know who came to talk to him. If that was his daughter or. Or who it was that came to talk to him and he said, uh, you know, is, is your son hangs around in here with his friends. Oh, yeah. The, I don't know. That's a good question. Because that's, it, it, that's, that's what I could almost come across as that was his son. It could have been. Because he, yeah, yeah, they were having a conversation and he said, uh, he said, my dad wouldn't care if I shine shoes. I would have been important to him or something when he's trying to convince uh, Uko to betray his, his father. You know, that's how I interpreted that it might have been there, but they never give you any concrete uh, evidence or, or anything on it. Uh, but that was something uh, that I was going to ask you if you thought that. And you know, I didn't think about it at the time. Um, I went back and watched The Raid 2 when I knew we were going to do this episode. Because uh-huh. I hadn't seen it in you know, about a year, year and a half. And uh, as I was watching it, I mean, I know what scene you're talking about, but I didn't ever think. Yeah, because she never goes into detail. They never show who his son is. But when they had that right. moment when when the uh, Cisep Arif Rackman, which is the assassin for uh, for Bejo, goes and kills him. You know, it was like a, a weird scene where I was like, maybe this is the guy. My favorite fight scene is on that 
restaurant slash nightclub slash whatever that was that it was so beautiful the scene in it and the fighting in it and uh just uh Jajan Ruhi and this Pracoso playing the 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 homeless looking stone cold serial assassin when they came after him it was just such a, an intense moment and it was I don't know the beauty of that club I mean it blew my mind Yeah, that was Mad Dog. Yeah, on this one, of course, yeah. they they change him around and make him look like he's just he's just a guy out there blending in with a street dog and pretending to be homeless. Meanwhile, he's a bang gun uh, killer who what's his yeah. name goes back. Uh, he goes back many years with his father, and his father is starting to take a liking to uh, to uh, Rama. And you saw when he was over there fishing on the place where they dumped dead bodies. He's like, nothing tastes good here anyway. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, I think my favorite fight scene was the last one when uh, Rama, you know, goes into the boss's, you know, building or whatever, and he's pissed. Like, he's pissed off. And, uh, you know, we talked about it before in, in the first Raid movie where one of the things we agreed on was, you know, all the emotion that they show in these movies. Um, oh, that's why I took that expert from... Uh, from Kung Fu, because these people just, you know, their movies and their stuff, they put it out there how killing is not a, it's not an easy task to live with. There's an outcome to it, even if there's no revenge attached to it, you still got to live with it. But at the end of the raid, too, you know, Rama, you can look in his eyes and you don't want any part of that man. No, he's totally gone. Oh, yeah, dude, he's like, yeah, I mean, I, I told you before, man. Uh, Eco man, he he's the baddest MF on the planet. I'm I'm serious. He knew that uh he knew this people have killed his brother at that point. Oh yeah, he knew. He yeah, knew he his brother. I mean, his brother just made a big mistake when he didn't walk away from that life right there and then on that building because they were coming for him. And yeah. obviously, that Bejo guy was uh he was out there plotting. He was a mastermind. He knew how to target the weak mind of that uh Indonesian mob to start a war with the Yakuza. And once that thing escalated, it was on. Yeah, and next thing you got a full-on gang war. And that's another cool part about the raid, too, as well, is that I thought it was a cool crime story. It was. It was a very very intriguing crime story when this guy... I don't... How did they kill him in the end? Vejo. I think they blew his head off or something? Yes. Yeah, because he was... uh, I mean, I think he played, uh, maybe because he's not a legitimate martial artist, he's just a musician and stuff. I guess they, they, they made him with a limp and stuff because he wasn't going to fight in a, in a martial, they couldn't put him in there to do martial arts at the end. Right. He wasn't no, you know, plus the raid is not about that. The big boss is usually not the, uh, he just got the killers on their knees. They do it, they don't do it like early Kung Fu movies. This is different, their style. Oh yeah, early Kung Fu movies, I mean, you watch Bruce Lee take on the big boss. <laughs> yeah, the big boss at the end, you know, they they always they always are the and the abbot prepares the student to go out there at the end and take care of business. Right. But on this one, it's different. This one, the the raid one and two, and unfortunately, we won't be getting a raid three. We'll be getting some watered down American version, which I'm talking shit right now. And let me stop because uh, as far as I go from this camp, from my side of tales from the abyss, I don't know from Jay, but from my side. Whatever hard feelings and whatever shots I took at uh, 
uh, Roberson or what's his name? I don't even know his name. Uh, the new yeah. Batman. Oh, Robert Pattinson. Robert. <laughs> the, it's water under the bridge with his, his performance in the Batman or just being there. and. Look, I cannot wait to see this movie. Unfortunately for me, it's been a long, long, exhausting week. I just haven't been able to make it in. I'm going to go see it again this weekend on the IMAX. Yeah, and I cannot wait to see this, but I will say this. I've got mad mad props for Robert Pattinson right now because of reviews and people talking and, you know, I just considered him a vampire with glitter on him at first, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... Now he's, you know, Batman kicking ass on screen, so... Yeah, there's... And there's uh, the planet, no, he did war for the planet of the apes. War, and they're yeah, coming. Uh, they already green lighted a new planet of the apes this week. Uh, I don't know how that's gonna. Well, I mean, I don't know how it's gonna end. But so so far they were good. I mean, they they. I mean, the yeah. original ones are special for me because I like that old corny sci-fi uh, looking yeah. thing. But they have done good. I mean, you put apes with machine guns riding horses with. Big explosion beneath. I'm in. Dude, I'm telling you. I mean, if you've ever wanted to see a, an ape ride a horse with a machine gun, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is probably your movie. Yeah, yeah. That's what I tell everybody. But that's my favorite one of the three of that trilogy. So, but uh, but Matt Reeves, is, you know, he, he he's doing he's carving out a hell of a career for himself. And not only that, but because of the success of the Batman, I mean, they just greenlit new penguin series and then, for H- uh, hbo yeah. max and the penguin was yeah. i mean joe john tuturo i can't wait for us to do the uh the the tales from the abyss review because i'm really into this movie john tuturo did a uh an impressive job as falcone right? yep and he he did great on it it was it was it was real good maybe it's better that we we haven't done it yet i don't want to ruin it for anybody that hasn't seen it even though well, not too, think, not too many people have have uh <laughs> have taken as long as you to see it. I mean, this is a sensation. Oh no, man! I, uh, it, yeah, yeah, daddy duties. Yeah, no, it is what it is. It's better to be a father <laughs> than to be a, a a movie buff. Let me tell you. But uh, this this one, um, uh, this movie, the rate, the it's like you said, it, it was praised by the plot, by the involving plot. But, you know, as far as, uh, I guess, outside of Indonesia and outside of Asia, that they're not, you know, in America, took a lot of critics because of the violence. You know, you have this, this uh, when uh, when Uko uh, went in there and uh, Beho served him those five prisoners that he went and slashed his throat, that was yeah. a scene that was highly criticized in the United States. Oh, I believe it. It was intense. I mean, they, they took away, you know, they don't show you much of it, but. It was well, uh, that, that prison yard in the mud fight scene was pretty cool. That was intense. I mean, that was yeah. like that. That wouldn't stop. I mean, that. I think the mate, the the what's his name, uh, John Wick, takes a lot of inspirations from those raid movies. You know what? And, and I completely agree with you. And, and as it should, I guess. I mean, nothing against John Wick and the John Wick fans because I like those movies too. No, absolutely, absolutely. But, you know, it's just that you know. Uh, Hollywood just doesn't make action movies like this. 
There's always got to be a happy ending. This is not like, you know, the, I've always told you what I love about the original Miami Vice uh, TV series. Yeah. Happy endings were not always there. They always had that empty expression. And uh, The Shield, which was uh, a great show from FX, also yeah. had a lot of unhappy endings on a lot of episodes. And, you know, I don't Same know why it's always got to be. Huh? Same with The Sopranos. Yeah, same with The Sopranos. No happy ending, but that one was towards the the very end. They always have like a little cliffhanger of what was going on this week. Right. But this right. thing, this thing, I mean, this thing just 2014, this thing won Chicago um, Best Foreign Language Film nominated. I mean, like people care about the best foreign language. They care about the, <laughs> <laughs> the stunt. It only... Yeah. Uh, in 2014, it won Florida Film Critics Circle. It won Best Foreign Language Film. It won. Well, I guess when they say Best Foreign, it's because it's an Indonesian, but they're they're actually they're actually talking in, uh, all all aspects of it. Right. Well, yeah. Of course. Uh, yeah. There's another. It won. It won Best Cinematography and Best Editing. I believe that. Best Visual Effects. I believe that. Best DVD. <laughs> there's a category for best DVD. It won that. Best DVD? I didn't even know there's, there's one for best DVD. In 2014 it was. I mean, maybe now they're more... Even in 2014... Well, Blu-ray was out by 2014. Yeah, maybe they, they have Blu-ray under the same DVD. Uh, maybe they have it on the same category and they call it that, best DVD. I don't know. Yeah, best visual effects. Hey, you know who needs to get a hold of these two movies and make great Blu-rays of them? Shout Factory. Shout Factory needs to do that, especially now when they have time to go and talk to... They can talk to Eco, they can talk to Jahan, they can talk to the director. Dude, Shout Factory is absolutely awesome. Yeah. I mean, I own own Halloween 3 on, on... on Blu-ray, but I'm tempted of buying theirs if I make a research and it has something that I'm looking for in it. Cause well, the the Halloween two, which is you know your favorite Halloween movie, the yeah. 1981 Halloween two, I have the Shout Factory version of that. Oh, you do? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Great artwork on the front, on the cover. Yeah, but but um, I already own that one. I'm just talking about extras, like right. what, and oh, what okay, can they give you extra with it? Flawless. Flawless. Yeah. But my only complaint was that I didn't jump on it when when it first came out because then they gave you that cool poster to come with it. By the time I got a hold of it, I bought it for $89 in a special. Brand new, but it did not have the poster in it. I hear it. Yeah, my, my wonderful, beautiful, lovely wife bought me that for my birthday last year. So. And it came with a poster? It did, yeah. I got a poster. Wow. Yeah, that was my only... My only thing about it, because I would have definitely framed that one, but hey, I'm happy with it. It, it is, it is worth having that one. I r- highly recommend it. Well, I'm, I'm on a, on a search right now. Uh, I'm getting ready to build up my, my own podcast studio at the house. You better, so, so you can get the kings to the kingdom, because this thing is not for me. What's I, that? Uh, having to edit and release and all that shit. I'd rather have you oh, just. Dude, I've, I've been going to school for editing. 
Oh, oh, really? Yeah. So, folks, here you got it. On the, on the next, on the future episodes of Tell from the Abyss, Jay Lenderman will be directing, producing, and taking the show. I'll be a voice. And what I'm going to do... And happy, is, too. Uh, and uh, what I'm going to do is, like, I'm looking for some posters. Like, I want a uh, Friday the 13th Part 6 poster. Okay, um, I got a seven. I have to frame it, but they were out of, uh, you know, Walmart's been out of the... Uh, the stuff, the yeah, frames. yeah, the frames, but they yeah. they're starting to. I want a part six, and I want, because um, you know we're all in the middle of Batmania again right now, you know. So I want the, <laughs> Batman. I want the nineteen eighty nine Batman poster, the teaser poster. All it is, uh, it's black background with you know the eighty nine bat signal, and all it says at the bottom is it says like June twenty third or whatever. Yeah. It's like a teaser poster. I want that, too. <laughs> Jay, how about the... Uh, Uko eventually discovers the bog in the wallet. How about that scene? A bog in a wallet. That's right, yeah. I, 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 he, oh, dude, it pissed him off. He's like, you're trying to get <laughs> control, dude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. It, you know, the, 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 that was the... Yeah, Uko, when Uko, Uko kills... Uh, he kills... Uh, well, Uko kills a lot of people, but for a guy that 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 was didn't have his heck together, but he kills Beho and Reza. Mm-hmm. You know, he tried to kill uh, Rama, but please, yep. Rama threw a knife at him and cut him in half, probably. Yep. That was that was uh that was intense because uh, you know the 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 Jakusa wanted to recruit uh Rama, and we know how that ends. And I guess yeah. part part uh, part three, had it ever taken place, was going to be a full blown Jakusa versus Rama mayhem. Kind of like John Wick two when all the assassins come after him. Exactly, that's how it was going to be because he rejected the Jakusa. The Jakusa wasn't going to have a a a badass police officer out there who's going to hunt them down and be that dangerous. They would have yeah. never allowed that. That would have made for some bad, bad business. And those Jacuzzas would have been deadly. Oh, man. man. And, and, and not only that, but they are very relentless. Yeah, that would have been that would have been a good one. But uh, yeah. and then we would have probably seen some more over the top characters because they had already entered that that world of creating this uh, the characters like Hammer Girl could have passed by some badass assassin. That her act together. What 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 I didn't understand was Batman. I mean, like the the baseball Batman. Uh, yeah, that I was, didn't understand that either. That was kind of a I don't know for a movie like this, like the like the raid. That was just a character that it didn't fit in. Like I don't know. He took the like if he would have just taken the bat and cracked heads, that's differently. <laughs> but well, I thought Alicia the Hammer Girl. I thought that she probably could have had a bigger part. Yeah, but she was legit. She was she was a uh, uh like that makes sense running around with a uh, with a hammer because the hammer you can go anywhere and the police won't stop you. But if you go with a sword down the street, then that's different. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you might get stopped. Yeah, because I watched a movie the other night with uh, what's the name of the guy from the piano movie and uh, the big nose guy? What's his name? He was on Peaky Blinders. Uh, <laughs> 
Yeah, Adrian Brody. I watched a movie called Clean the other night, and his weapon of choice was a wrench. Wow. Dude, that's a, I don't like Adrian Brody that much, to be honest. <laughs> I don't, man, he just looks bored. When he's at, he looks bored on the screen. Like, he's got the same facial expression. You see a big schnoz that picks up the whole screen, and he just looks bored. <laughs> that guy is lucky with a big... He just got a distinctive face. Hollywood, if you got a distinctive face and you got them acting, acting uh, chops, you're in. I mean, he's a... Uh, who knows? I mean, there's a lot of parts that he probably hasn't played, but on this one, he's got a big facial hair. He's got a distinctive haircut, and yeah, he the the movie Clean was uh was not bad. It was very graphic. If you ever seen that movie White Boy Rick, this one is based on Detroit too. And if you ever seen that movie White Boy Rick, the kid that plays White Boy Rick, he stars in it too. Okay, cool. Along I, with. Uh... I don't think they yeah, want nothing. They give you a lot of love. Come on. <laughs> but um, I was on Shudder and I watched the 1931 Frankenstein. Oh, absolutely. I own it on Blu-ray and it's one of my favorite horror movies from back in that era. And then I watched a documentary on Boris Karloff. That's on there. Who's a genius or was a genius. And, uh, Absolutely, absolutely. Anyway, it's definitely, uh, I think it's called Man Behind the Monster. But anyway, it's about Boris Karloff. I recommend it. It was good. This week, speaking of Shudder, big shout out to the people of Shudder who doesn't give... Future sponsors, future sponsors. Future future sponsors of this show, we wish. (laughs) Um, They're releasing, this week, they're releasing The Seed. It's a Shudder original. And you have to be careful with the Shudder originals because they usually hit the... Ball out of the park. They do, man. And so, Shutter does a really good job of picking up other films, you know what I mean? Yeah, they, they, they like, was the case with uh, Fry Berry. Right. That it was, uh, you know, it was real good. So that's, that's, a, that's a good one that's coming out for them. Okay. We'll see if... Revenge was real good, yes. The Exorcism of God is an official, uh, it's a, a movie that is released this week too. I don't know who's who's carrying it, but that would probably most going to be controversial, more likely. Oh, I mean, what is it nowadays? On other news, Rob Zombie's The Monster Movie has officially rated PG. I'm kind of shocked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, 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 uh, it's kind of good. Maybe they're not going to do like... like Remember when they did the Dukes of Hazzard and Uncle Jesse was... Uh, Uncle Jesse was uh, Willie Nelson, which we all love, but he was smoking dope. And it's like, you know, Uncle, a lot of people said Uncle Jesse doesn't... It wasn't about that, but Uncle Jesse did his moonshine. Dude, just bringing up the Dukes of Hazzard movie makes me want to vomit in my mouth. 
Yeah, well, that, eh, it wasn't very good. I'm, I'm sorry, but uh, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't good at all. It was just about more of the same. They just wanted to have somebody in there with a, uh, with a uh, Daisy Duke. I don't, I don't even remember who was Daisy Duke on that one. Jessica Simpson. Jessica Simpson was beautiful woman, but it wasn't. You know, they. I don't know. It wasn't the Dukes of Hazard. There's things that you can't redo. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. I mean, <laughs> Hulk Hogan. Getting after way out of the paper sack, man. Yeah. Also, another news: Halloween Ends has a uh, wrap up filming this week, and will return in October. Of course, we'll be having a uh, our X ray version. Are they going to make us go to the movie this time to watch it, or are we going to watch it on Peacock again? Another news, the Meg 2, the trench, will swim into theaters summer of 2023. And you can expect Jay Lenderman to be doing that show by himself or whoever he wants to drag into it. Just count Pablo Rojo out. Now, you can expect Jay Lenderman going to see something else. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I saw the first one in the theater and with my wife. And she was like, oh, that wasn't too bad. I was like, eh. I took a nap, so I'm not gonna. I'm gonna thank him for allowing me to take a uh, to take a nap during the uh, the movie because uh, it did wonders for my body. I got some energy that I needed, and uh, golly, is gas expensive? Dude, oh man! It's... I went to buy gas this morning for my lawn motor, and uh, oh my god, the little gallon uh, of gas that I got, I gave the guy $3. I used to be able to fill that over overflowed, and now it's just like, that thing was like a little bit above half. Mine, I actually, after I dropped my daughter off at school this morning, I, I went ahead and got gas. I wouldn't have to do it later this afternoon, and uh, I put in 35, and it was eight gallons. For 35, yeah, I mean, this, this is outrageous. Like those are gonna be some very empty streets come uh, the the Fourth uh, of July weekend and uh, Memorial Day and all that stuff. You know what's gonna happen is, is we're all gonna be looking like Rick Grimes riding on a horse to a desolated area. It's starting <laughs> to look that way, but as long as long as people are happy with what they got and as representation, I don't care. Hey, let's let's hey, wish hey, people hey, happiness. Hey, man, feelings aren't hurt, you know. Yeah, feelings as long as people hurt. don't have. To, as long as people don't have their feelings hurt, who cares if I have enough gas to cut my grass? Uh, uh, who cares? I gotta drive pretty much every week or at least every other week. Oh, know, yeah. To go get my kid, you know? And, this is terrible. I, it's okay. It's okay. We don't have an asshole in office, as you would say. So <laughs> yes. Yeah. So we can be, be happy and we can be completed and we can be. Everybody can feel good about it, but gas is going to be a little bit pricey, and we are headed towards a shortage of uh, of wheat, so there's going to be new prices on bread. So if you're planning on having a hot dog and a... Uh, I'm a hot dog snob anyway. I don't need hot dogs unless it's the real expensive one, so I guess I don't need the bread. But pizza and everything else is about to go up substantially. Oh, uh, dude, and even the fast food joints around here, the prices have already gone up. Yeah, we are in so much trouble. Oh, oh, dude, I mean, you know that old saying, Coke and a smile? 
you know that old that old saying you're about to go uh you keep going the way you're going you're gonna end up living by the river you better have 250 grand in the bank if you're gonna go and live by the river yeah i'm gonna have to take out a loan just to go get gas <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i mean soon they're gonna have american pirates like they do in, in the coast of africa just taking over them tanks <laughs> I mean, all of this is not, let's be honest with uh, all of this is a lot of people's falls, but, uh, you know, it teaches everybody that you can dream out there as long as, as long as you can live off the fat of the land for 50 years, you may become president if somebody is sensitive about, about leadership. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is what it is. But before we shut the show down, Jay, last words as always on this, on this wonderful, movie that I totally adore and that I do not need to see a sequel if it's made in the U.S. with a a re uh, a reimagining of the story or you don't have to put a uh, I'm sorry that I have to bring this up I don't want to bring race into it but you don't have to bring an American a Caucasian American to make me happy I'm perfectly fine with an Indonesian hero because heroes as we were taught by uh, the great George Romero come in all color and sizes I mean, I don't know if that's the reason why Hollywood does it, Jay, that they take these movies and they, you know, maybe they want to serve it to the masses in here with a different character that people can relate. I don't, I mean, I don't understand why they do it, but just some things like this, like, I don't know. I don't, I'm still trying to wrap my brain around why Netflix is remaking it. Yeah, because, you know, they, 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 they have ruined everything that they have gotten a hold of. I'm yeah, not a big fan of the... Yeah. I'm not a big fan of what's the name of that that movie, the one with the zombies that people like so much. Uh, the, is it new? I mean, Army of the Dead. Yeah, Army of the Dead. I wasn't a big fan of it. I know people like it, you know, and everybody. You're entitled to like and dislike what whatever you like, but you know, it's not for me. They don't. They don't. Care. And then they they. We know how they poop. Probably my least favorite show that I have ever done here in Tales from the Abyss, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre episode. And probably one of the worst movies that I have seen on Netflix is I really didn't like it. I mean, they just took something that, that even the remake that they did, we go back to it, it was good. So, I mean, it's not like the remakes in here are that good. Like we talked about uh, the Dukes of Hazzard and everything else that Hollywood remakes. Well, I mean, look, my dad used to always tell me if that looks like shit, if it smells like shit, then guess what? It's probably shit. It's probably shit. Don't step on it. But Netflix will more likely step on it. I don't know who they're going to put in there or what kind of uh, what kind of story they're going to get behind this the raid. But the raid, uh, I don't, I don't, I mean, the raid is real good. Part one and part two is real good. Like I said, people that like Tarantino style stories are going to like the raid too because it has a lot of elements of the raid. The raid one, but this one has a more in depth plot. Just the characters in it are more of a. Characters that you would see Quentin creating. I'm not saying that uh, Ethan or Evans is a is a, a copycat or nothing like that because he's far from it. He's a, a very intelligent and original man creating his stuff. That uh, the Apostle that he did that movie that he did for Netflix that horror movie that was excellent. That was a a very good movie. He he. I mean, this guy really showed that he can do horror and he can do. 
He can do action, of course, and he can do over-the-top good storytelling because The Apostle is... I really enjoy that movie. Good deal. I'm going to check that one out, too. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing that, though, because I'm a big fan of this director's now, you know? Yeah, I mean, you know, that was his... his, his uh, I think that was his first movie when he moved back to... Uh, I could be wrong, but when he moved back to the U.K., okay. which he said on the trip to the U.K., that's basically where the Raid 3 died. And he said, you can never say never, but he's very certain that he's not going to be making the Raid 3. And he was happy with the ending of the Raid 2. But I, like I told you, if you can dream, I would say eco-wise versus some kind of Jakusa squad that's coming to kill him for, for not turning down their position in their in their organization. Yes. Who would you take in a fight, Eco Wise or Tony Ja? Um, I would take uh, Tony Ja because Tony Ja will take my legs out with his impressive uh, leg kicks. He's a Thai fighter, so they probably there. I mean, you're gonna go. You're gonna. I mean, with a guy that good, you're gonna have to go see a doctor immediately because you're gonna have immediate blood clots in your legs. But Eco would probably kill you because he's such a that style that he brings to the table is about finishing the opponent with murder. Oh, yeah, I think Both incredibly be. dangerous, incredibly yeah. dangerous. But those Thai fighters, they 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 work on their legs and their their kicks are just they're disgusting. I mean, they 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 can take out your. I don't see how a lot of them have not joined the UFC and done more damage because they got some people out there, you know, that Muay Thai is just between the elbows. Maybe they don't like the fact UFC doesn't allow you the elbows like they do in Muay Thai, I think, because the, 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 the elbows will kill you if they hit you right. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, hey, that's a solid answer, by the way. Um, I think both men are incredibly just dangerous. Yeah, because I watched a, a fight years ago. It was uh, Lyoto Mashida and um, Shogun Rua. And both fighters were in the hospital afterward with medications and stuff for their leg kicks that they took because it's very dangerous to receive five rounds of leg kicks. And they had a, a war back-to-back. -back. I don't even remember who won. But it was disgusting, the damage that they did to their bodies. And, you know, that's that's one thing. You can't be taking hits like that, kicks like that to the leg by those professional fighters like them. Nope. Not unless you want to keep your life. Yeah. But uh, I own all the own bank movies. Uh, Tony Ja, an incredible talent. They're they're very good movies. If you haven't, if anybody that listens to the show haven't seen it, I know we do a lot of horror, but some of these movies are just beautiful. Me and Jay usually gravitate to a lot of martial art movies and action movies in general, but they have to be good. We don't. I'm not gonna watch a, a movie just you know like just. I'm not gonna praise an action movie just because they have Hollywood has a guy that you cannot even believe that he's an action star just flopping his hair or showing his gums. Yes. He's been doing all these straight the DVD stuff. He's probably getting paid millions for like a couple of days' work. Well, uh, reports have been coming out that you know he's having lines being fed to him by an earpiece because, uh, on, on set, and mm. they said it's because he is gradually getting onset dementia. 
Yeah. Yeah, but maybe because he plays an older man in all the movies. Because now they're they're out there, you know, saying. Uh, I watched a trailer for one where he's taking over this guy and take him to a mansion to protect him and whatnot. So, I mean, what I'm getting at is, is Mr. Willis, if you ever hear us, I know you probably won't, but if you do, hey man, Godspeed to you, bro, and I hope you get well if that's the case. Mr. Willis, I want slice the bag of. Uh, Roasted turkey that you had in Charleston, South Carolina, when you were filming Die Hard Three at a <laughs> supermarket. I was the dumbass behind the deli that took care of you, and I care about you, and I hope uh, this is not a true story, and you do well, and you just die an old man peacefully in a bed surrounded by loved ones when the time comes, and I hope that time comes in a very, 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 very far future. Well, there you go, Mr. Willis. You just found out who spitting your food. There you go. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't spit on nobody's food. <laughs> no, that was an open counter. I served that man like I served anybody throughout history without getting involved in that. No, I'd rather wait for you. I mean, you don't even know. I've I've had people that have insulted me while I've been serving them and I've never spit on their food. I want to meet you outside and punch your, 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 your teeth down your throat, but I won't spit on your food. I'm above that. So, folks, for the great Jay Lenderman, well, my last words of... uh of uh, this movie before I before I wrap it up so you have your last words and it's uh, The Raid 2 is a great movie I hope they don't they don't destroy the the good image and the good names of this movie by, by Hollywood recreating it I don't feel that it needs to be recreated it has great actors it's also dubbed in English so you don't have to go through the whole uh, reading of the uh, I don't know if part one has, has been dubbed I know part two is English? Yeah. Okay, so both of them. So I don't see why Netflix has to. Great, great action, over-the-top action. If you like Tarantino movies, The Raid 2 is right down your alley. And, um, yeah, nothing nothing else to say except for we wish they had a part three, but we understand that, you know, the director had to move on to other things. And when you're that creative and that good at what you do as far as a writer and your vision with the camera, then more likely it's time to move to bigger and other things, not better, but bigger and other things. And uh, for the great Jay Lenderman, I am Pablo Rojo wishing everybody a happy and safe weekend. Oh shit, because we're filming this on a Friday, but it's gonna be out on a Monday. <laughs> wishing everybody to stay, stay safe out there and somewhere between good and evil, you can find us bringing you the tales from the abyss. Until the next time, stay safe.